So as Pastor Dave mentioned, and as many of you may already know, we are continuing in this series called Right from the Heart. And in the hustle and bustle of everything that's Christmas, we are learning how to align our hearts with God's heart so that we learn how to love the people of this world the way that God loves the people of this world, and that's a love that comes right from the heart. So two weeks ago, if you were here, you uh, learned that uh, we, sh- we, we talked about how to uh, show love to your immediate family, right? And, and how you can love them right from the heart by praying for them and keeping in touch with them and, and honoring them, especially mom and dad, forgiving them, expressing love to them. And then last Sunday, Pastor Mark was here, and we talked about how to show love to those who are your neighbors. And we identified your neighbor as somebody that you encounter along the way, right? Somebody who's just on the way and who has a need that needs to be met. And this could be your literal next-door neighbor. It could be somebody at your workplace or somebody at school. It could be somebody at the gym. It could be somebody you get your coffee from. Okay, but Pastor Mark talked about how God fills our heart with his love so that we can respond to those people in need. And, um, and then he shared some really good uh, ways to respond in action. And, and one of those was to invite your neighbor, and again, this could be somebody in your apartment complex, somebody in your sports team, but to invite them next Sunday to our Christmas Eve worship services. And uh, there are con- these little invite cards are available. They're in the, the last lobby area as you head out, and I'd ask you to grab one of those. I want to reissue the challenge to you. Uh, Think about that person. Pray that God would give you an opportunity to go up to them and just say, hey, I don't know what you got going on uh, on Christmas Eve, but I'd sure love for you. We have these awesome worship services. We'd love to have you join us at one of these worship times. You know, know, I'll meet you there. If you need me, I'll pick you up, but let's go together. I mean, it is a simple and a powerful way for you to show your neighbor Love right from the heart. All right, today we're going to look at how to show love to those in need. And I just need to clarify something with you, okay? In contrast to your neighbor who is somebody on your way, I want to define uh, those in need as people who are out of your way. Does that make sense? So they're not on the way, they're out of the way. And this could be, um, you know, somebody that, uh, you, know, this could, you, you know, you see them, um, but you don't always respond necessarily in the, the most positive kind of way. These are people who have very real needs, severe needs, but they're out of the way because they might be in a different part of the city, a different part of the state or the country or even the world. And, and because they are in need, and here's, here's where it gets... A little sticky. Because they are in need, they are often out of sight. And as a result, they are out of mind. And, and that's why I mentioned earlier, when you do see them, sometimes you don't always respond in the best possible way. You might uh, be annoyed by them. You might feel uncomfortable by being around them. You might look down on them. Right, so when it comes to aligning our hearts with God's, if we're going to show those in need love right from our heart, I think it always is a good idea to look and see what God's word has to say about caring for those people who are out of our way. And Pastor Dave read a passage that I'd like to reread for you. It's um, Jesus speaking in Matthew 25, and he says this. He gives us some instruction here. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. 
I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Now, in this passage, Jesus is addressing various needs. And one of the needs that Jesus addresses would be just physical needs. These are things like food, water, shelter, clothing, things like that. And um, what that means is, as a part of what that means for you as a Christ follower, is that to love someone in need means to help meet their physical needs. And then there are other needs that Jesus mentions in this passage, and those we'll just refer to as relational needs. And, and again, Jesus is saying, look, if you're going to be a follower of mine, you, know, you need to be alert to those people as well who have relational needs. And Jesus identifies that by saying, I was a stranger, right? I was sick. I was in prison. Those are all relational needs. And he wants us to show love to those in need by, by uh, offering love and compassion and dignity to those people. But here's where we get tripped up. Okay, so this is, this is where we got to pay attention. We live in a world that says, if you give something away, you're going to have less than you did before. So as followers of Jesus, we need to just keep in our mind that we love and worship a God who is a giving God, okay? He is a generous God. And really, that's, that's what Christmas is all about. It, it's about the fact that 2,000 years ago, um, God came to this earth, and he gave this world the greatest gift of love ever in his son, Jesus, and, and for those of you who were here last week, Pastor Mark had a, had a manger, and, and it was a beautiful illustration to remind you that those little hands that reached out of the manger 2,000 years ago are the same hands that were stretched out on a cross 2,000 years ago, right? Jesus, God in human flesh, he gave up his life, and he took the punishment that you deserve, that I deserve, that everybody everywhere deserves so, for our sin, And he did it so that in turn, he could then earn forgiveness and eternal life for us. And all of those are gifts of God's grace because our God is a giving God. And here's where I'm going with this. For all of you sitting here, for those of you watching online, what that means is because God is a giving God, it means that your resources that come from God are unlimited, Now, what does that mean? It means that when you help someone in need, someone who's normally out of your way, not only is God going to bless you spiritually and emotionally, he's going to fill you up like nothing else, but he's also going to bring more into your life than you could ever ever possibly hope to give away. Right? You'll never be able to outgive God because he'll just keep pouring more into you. Isn't that amazing? How cool is that? But that's because our God is a giving God. And he gives us love right from his heart. So what I'd like to do today in the time that I have left with you is share with you how you can show those in need love right from your heart. And I'm going to offer some suggestions that you might want to consider and and put to work. One practical suggestion is to pay attention to the needs of others. If you're going to show to those in need, love right from the heart, you need to pay attention to their needs. You need to notice them. And this is a big deal because it's easy to ignore those people who are out of your way to the point where they just kind of fade into the background and become invisible. And that's terrible, right? It's awful. But that's why we need to pay attention. It's so critical that we are alert to those people's needs. In Proverbs 14, it says, he who despises his neighbor sins but blessed is he who is kind to the needy. 
So treat those in need with compassion and love. So you'll see them the way Jesus saw them. Treat them the way Jesus treated them. For example, in Luke 5, it says, while Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. Now, you may or may not know this, but back then, leprosy was a hideous skin disease that had no known cure. And it was often thought to be highly contagious. And so if you had it, you were cut off from the community where you lived and you were separated from your friends, your family members, your loved ones. It was awful. And to make matters worse, if you even saw, if you saw someone even remotely close to you coming your way, you had to flag them down and, and announce that you were unclean so that they'd steer clear. It's a terrible way to live. But look at what this, this story goes on to say. When he, the leper, saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus did there. Okay, he touched the man. And he didn't have to do that, right? He could have just said a word or two and healed the man. He had done that before. He could have healed the guy from a distance. Hey, yeah, you're clean. He, he could have, he's done that before. But he touches the guy. Why on earth would he do that? Because it showed love and compassion, right? It showed dignity and respect to that man. It was just a simple touch. But for that man, it made all the difference in the world. Here's what I want you to think about. How do you act? How do you act when you are around people in obvious need? How do you treat people who are out of your way and then all of a sudden kind of are in your way? Have you ever helped somebody who smelled like garbage and needed a shower? Have you ever smiled or said a few kind words to somebody who everybody else is obviously ignoring? I, I know it may not seem like a lot, but just those little things are, are steps that you can take toward showing those in need Love right from your heart. Second suggestion that I would have for you is if to show love to those in need right from the heart, respond to the needs of others. While it's important to pay attention to their needs, you also, it's even more important to respond to those needs. In uh, Matthew 5, verse 42, it says, give to the, Jesus says, give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And while, of course, you don't want to give money to everybody who asks you, there are several things that you can do that can show those in need love right from your heart. One is to, you can offer money. Okay, so yes, there are times when it is appropriate, when you feel moved by God to do that. And just an idea that you might want to uh, take into consideration, uh, have an extra $5 bill or maybe a 10 or a 20 tucked away in your wallet or in your pocket so that if the opportunity arises, you can give it away and help meet that need. Second thing you can do is you can offer food. I don't know if, if you are aware of this or not, but we, <clears throat> we host the food pantry for the city of North Royalton. It's on our campus. It's an incredible privilege. It's a great opportunity for us to bless people who have food insecurities. And we have been abundantly blessed with food and monetary donations. But there are times when we might be running low on some of those staple items. And so we'll put a little list in our weekly update that you get in the email or you can get online, or you can actually pick one up on your way out. Um, but you can just look every now and then and see, and that's another way where you can offer food. 
Uh, another idea, this was something that somebody told me. They said whenever they go downtown, whether they're going to Playhouse Square or to one of the ball games, they always take a couple of extra granola bars with them. And that way as they're walking along and they see somebody who's you know, looking for some help or who might be struggling, he offers them those granola bars. So that's the second way, right, that you can, you can um, uh, respond to somebody in need. You can offer them food. A third way is you can offer a prayer. This is something just across the board. All of you can do this. If you happen to be you know, walking along or, or driving your car and you see somebody in obvious need, pause and pray for that person. Offer up a prayer for two reasons. Not only does it bring God's power and presence into that situation for that person, but it, make, it humanizes that person for you, right? It makes them real so that instead of being somebody who's in the way or an annoying, you begin to see them through God's eyes with a heart filled with God's love. So certainly pray for them. Fourth way you can respond to those in need is you can also offer your time. You can volunteer your time to help those in need. And maybe you want to, you know, volunteer for one of our servant Saturdays. The next one is coming up. It's always the first Saturday in May, the first Saturday in October. We do it twice a year. You can join hundreds of us as we go out into the community to help meet those in need. Uh, Maybe it's to help, as we saw in the video, our Night to Shine prom for our friends with special needs. Um, Maybe you want to volunteer your time and be a buddy. Whatever the case, regardless, whether it's by yourself or or with your family or with a group from the church, understand that um, those are four simple ways that I just shared with you uh, to show love by responding to those who are in need, those who would normally be out of your way. But there is a third way by which you can show those in need love right from your heart. And it's to partner with others to help meet long-term needs. And I share this because it is important to help meet those immediate needs of people who are struggling. But in many cases, they don't, um, they don't change the needs of that person over the long haul. Does that make sense? They're gonna need some more next week or maybe the next day. So it helps to partner with organizations or churches like ours that can help provide basic needs over an extended period of time. And I'll tell you for a fact that as a church, we partner with a number of organizations. We, we provide time and energy and, and volunteer resources and financial resources, things like uh, the Cleveland Pregnancy Center to help women who are struggling whether or not to keep their, their baby that's growing inside of them. Uh, Building Hope in the City is another organization that reaches a lot of people that you would consider to be out of your way, uh, people who live in underserved communities. Uh, We we, uh, provide financial partnership with them, volunteer opportunities. If you ever hear of Rally CLE, that's an opportunity to, to help meet in tangible ways and show God's love to those people who are refugees or immigrants or who need affordable housing. I mean, the list could go on on and on. But the point is, if you're going to show those in need love right from your heart, it really helps if you can also partner with those who provide those needs over the long haul. In 2 Corinthians 9, Paul says, As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. When Paul wrote those words, he was writing to a group of Christians in a church in a city called Corinth. And he was asking those Christians in that church, then they were doing pretty well financially. 
to give a special gift, a sacrificial gift above and beyond their normal offering to another church that was definitely out of the way from Corinth, and it was in Jerusalem. And it was those Christians who were living in poverty and dealing with some severe persecution. And Paul asked them to help provide some financial means to help sustain them over the long haul. And what I like to do is ask each and every one of you to consider, to prayerfully consider giving a special Christmas gift this Christmas. Uh, That's redundant, but a special gift this Christmas and to do it um, as uh, as a sacrificial gift, to give above and beyond your tithe, Okay, but to give to help meet the needs of people over the long haul. And maybe you want to designate it to um, our, the mission trip that we're taking in February to the Dominican to help pay for supplies. You go every year in, in February. Maybe it's to help sponsor the, the Night to Shine event that we saw that video, right? Uh, it's $75 for each buddy. We are $9,000 we still need to help pay for the costs of those uh, of those friends who are in uh, who have special needs. So uh, maybe you want to do that. Whatever you do, understand that when you partner with those who can help meet long-term needs, okay, you are showing those in need love right from your heart. Fourth way by which you can show those in need love right from the heart is to keep in the end in focus. Keep the end in focus. And here's what I mean by that. Jesus says that when you help and serve and give to somebody in need, somebody who's normally out of your way, when you do that, not only is there a very real potential of you helping them in the here and now, but also there's the potential that you could impact them spiritually and even eternally. So keep the end in focus. Paul says it this way. Set your mind on things above not on earthly things. And keep your mind focused on what God's will is. And God's will is for everybody to be with him in heaven. Everybody matters to him. So so when you keep the end in focus, I believe it will help you to see those people who are normally out of your way, not as an inconvenience, but as somebody who matters to God just like you. People who are made in God's image just like you. People who are broken by sin just like you. People desperately need God's love and grace, just like you. And, and, you know, people for whom Christ came to this earth on that first Christmas and died so that, like you, they could be forgiven and saved too. And again, that's, that's what Christmas is all about, right? It, it, the fact that even though we deserve, because of our sin, we deserve to be eternally separated from God forever in hell, God demonstrated love by sending a tiny little baby who was born in Bethlehem, who is Christ the Lord. And anyone, God promises forgiveness. He promises to offer forgiveness to anyone who believes that Jesus has earned that forgiveness for them by his death on the cross. Anyone who believes that God, who came in the person of Jesus Christ, came to save them and give them grace. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 says, God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, because we didn't, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. Wow. So with a heart full of love, Jesus went out of his way to meet our biggest need. The need to be forgiven and to be adopted into his family so that through faith we could be with him now and forever. And as recipients of that love, Jesus now calls you and me, us, 
to reflect that love to those around us, especially those in need. And guess what? When you do, when you show that love, reflect that love, when you smile and say a couple of kind words to somebody who's out of your way, when you give sacrificially to help somebody with their long-term needs, when you spend hours of your day with somebody who needs your help, the Bible says, remember, Jesus even said this, when you serve other people like that, it's like you're serving Jesus himself. You're serving Jesus. Remember what he says? This is Matthew 25, verse 40. Read this verse with me, would you? I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. That is what it means to love those in need and to love them right from the heart, your heart, your heart. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways this week. Let me challenge you between now and, and Christmas to do a couple of things. First, I want to challenge you to invite someone to join you for Christmas Eve worship next Sunday. Again, grab one of these invite cards. Uh, it's somebody that you know uh, who probably is unchurched and invite them to come, right? Because they need to hear about God's love for them right from his heart too. And then second, be alert to the needs of those who may be out of your way. You really need to ask God to help you with this because it's so easy to have a blind eye. So just open up your eyes to start seeing, to be alert, to pay attention to those in need. Start seeing those people so that third, you can then look for opportunities to take action and help those in need. And I shared four, right? Maybe you want to offer some money. Maybe you want to offer uh, some food. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's a, a prayer. Maybe you want to partner with, with, uh, uh, those who, with others who are able to help meet the long-term needs of those people uh, around us who are out of sight and out of mind. Whatever it is, look for those moments by which you can tangibly reflect the heart of God's love to those around you. Amen? And we can do this. Let's do this. All right, let's pray. Father, there are people in need all around us. So help us to respond to those needs in a way that makes both a practical and also a spiritual eternal difference in their heart and in their life. From this day forward, Lord, bless us so that we can live lives of generosity and be a blessing to those around us, especially those in need. Bless us as we prepare our hearts for the birth of your son, Jesus, next Sunday. Father, we love you, and we pray this in his holy name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to learn a little bit more about Royal Redeemer. We want you to be a part of our Royal Redeemer family here. May God richly bless you and guide you, and I truly look forward to seeing you soon.